Welcome to the podcast. Go, hey, Marissa. What? This is <laughs> y'all heard. Y'all heard. We're never going to get this right. We really need to, like, either you do it or I do it because we're never going to get it in unison. Hey, let's switch to the next part. Let's- this is a podcast where we try to tell you about things that we feel you would like to know and that we feel <laughs> would make you more intriguing at a party. In other words, <laughs> we tell you things. You didn't know you needed to know. Good job. And I'm Marissa Phillips. Pete Phillips. And we're not related. Whoa, (laughs) listen to us flip that script. It's very disjointed. (laughs) So, uh, we're going to start the show today. Marissa, I, I sent you this question ahead of time because I wanted to skip a bunch of time. But if needed, you can. I gave you the option to clear your head and just answer on the spot. What, since we are in the midst of December now, what is one of your favorite holiday songs? That's right. I'm going to stick to what your question is. Typically one. one. I have three, but I will say that I will say the most classic one. The other one is absurd and the other one doesn't make sense. I like the Give Love on Christmas Day Michael Jackson song. Okay. You know that song, right? No. You going to sing some? Get the give love on Christmas Day. Da, 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 da. You don't know that one? No. It's like, it's a little melancholy. It's like too, too pure. It's too almost. Is this young pure. Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, okay. Because, well, yeah, your impression was definitely. Yeah, oh my Jackson. God. You want to listen to it? It's like the sweetest Christmas song ever. I forgot it exists. Like, it's not, it's, it's not so much fun as it's just like, reminds you of childhood. I'm going to check that out. All right. Aww. Is it better than Santa Claus is coming to town by the Jackson? Uh, yeah, yes, lately. But it's a little bit melancholy. <laughs> How about you? What's yours? I am going with Billy Squire's Christmas is a Time to Say I Love You because I forget about that song every year. Do you know no. that one? All okay. Right. Well, we both have homework. So. <laughs> no, I'm going to show. Yeah, it was like a B-side to some song, some single that he released, but I, I don't, I've never heard of the single that he released. And honestly, I don't know any other Billy Squire songs, except Christmas is a Time to is Say I British? Love You. I don't know. His last name is Squire. In the, in the screen grab on the YouTube video, he looks like Noel Fielding from The Mighty Boosh. Okay, I okay. can see that. So what are we here to talk about today? Today we have, let's see... I know I asked, asked a question and then I answered it immediately. <laughs> Did you want to answer? Well, who's starting? <laughs> I don't know. You want a rock, paper, scissor for it? Um. <laughs> that might not be exciting for the audience. <laughs> um, let's see. Who went first last time? You did? Because you did the how of Oh, Colts yeah, maybe. And, the, and okay. like the... Okay. So I'll go first okay. this time. But if we're really going to try to unify these things, I guess what we would say is our our topics today center around the banal extent that people will go to for sexual stimulation. <laughs> My research took weird turns that I... Right. So, I, I feel like I have to preface mine by saying uh, I did not have a lot of time to research this. The reason is because I spend a lot of time at work, and when I get home, I don't feel like looking at a computer anymore. Yeah. And I didn't spend... So I actually spent time on my phone... And then trying to get things over to my computer, it was a bit of of chaos. But one of the things that I wanted to start with 
is that today we all are connected to the internet all the time. You open up your computer, you're already online. But there was a time, way back when, at the start of the internet-ish, um, I guess at the start of commercial internet, where you had to have a disk from America Online. And you could have like an Earthlink disk, but nobody knew anything about you. You had to be on America Online. And so you would get this disk, you'd install it on your computer. And here's the weird part. Everybody would start the internet kind of at the same place. And it was in America Online, which was software built to deliver the internet to you in the various forms that it existed before people knew all the shit that you could do I didn't the internet. get internet early enough to have this. So, this is going to be informative for a variety of reasons, but don't worry, we're going to get to sex. Okay. <laughs> so, so, what you would do, and I, again, because I haven't had a lot of time to uh, prepare, you'll hear a lot of clicks today, but you would open America Online after you connected through your 56K modem, and you'd have like a splash screen. If you use like Comcast for email or Yahoo or something like that, you know what this looks like. It gives you like headlines of the day and it tries to direct you in different areas. Except this wasn't really customizable. It was like everybody who connected through the same like area code would get all the same stuff. You would have a thing called channels. You would have the you got mail guy to tell you that you got mail. You'd have a link to the internet which would just open a browser. But yeah, they tried to like deliver the internet to you so that you didn't have to really get all tied up in the confusion of finding things because the internet wasn't as organized. Oh, the internet was so um, exciting when it was disorganized. It's like when people talk about how things are so personalized today, like you go into Facebook and you don't find, you don't necessarily find things that you don't like because Facebook has learned that you don't like those things and has learned to hide them from you. And, and that's just what the internet's become. But way back when, that wasn't an option. So... Say you clicked channels to investigate what's available on the internet, you'd have like buttons like local and health and shopping, and lifestyles and games and entertainment, things like that. So you could kind of click around. Now, in the game section, you could dig really deep and find the adult games, which I remember trying to play, but I couldn't win. Like sexy games? <laughs> sexy games, Marissa. Oh, Thank okay. you. Sexy game includes a lady who is presumably naked under a bunch of balloons and all you have to do is pop all the balloons in order to make sure that she, in order to get her by the way she's not a real okay. lady she's a drawn lady okay. and then she'll be naked and then you'll win right i could never get the lady naked i couldn't even get her close to naked yeah i'd get like two balloons okay which doesn't, doesn't sound this is a podcast episode but, where we just talk about sexual awakening yes <laughs> so one of the things, though, is this people connection button. And when you click the people connection button, you would be launched into different ways that you could socialize with other people who are using America Online. Now, if Marissa was on there and her name was like... At that time, it was either I'm not a gondola or I'm a Yukisu or Shamu you blowhole. I double click on Shamu you blowhole and I get a profile and it says, what's your name? And here's the thing. At the time, people were like, oh, this is kind of new. And when you see a field that says, what's your name? You would actually put your name in there because you didn't think of things like privacy yeah. or anything like that. So like it would say Marissa Phillips and it would say like gender female and it would say like location and it would be like Philadelphia. And then like, what are you interested in? And quotes that you like and stupid shit like that. You didn't really think to make anything up. And I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe you might have customized it to be what people you were interested in would think were interesting but anyway you go into the chat rooms and there again is this aol chat rooms listing thing 
there's two tabs when you get in there. One is chat rooms that are created by the people connection feature or made by America Online themselves. And then there's another one, which is chat rooms created by AOL members. Why would you ever go to the people connection one? Like, do you really want to go to a chat room that was made by AOL? No, you want to go to one that was made by some sicko out there <laughs> to make one themselves. And so, if you went to chat rooms created by AOL members, the first category is called a place to start, which, you know, is a place that you would start. Except if you start at a place to start, you have one chat room that has 36 people in it called Straight Naked Buds. Straight Naked Butts? Buds. B-U-D-S. Okay. Uh, you have 36 people in a chat room called Straight But Curious. You also have Straight Dudes Kicking Back. You have 23 people in one called Are you people. telling <laughs> us this out of research or did you go to these? I'm looking at a screenshot. Okay. That somebody else took. Okay. <laughs> and then you have one that's called Bride Game Las Vegas. <laughs> and there's only one person in it, which makes me sad for Aww. that person. You would see how many people are in there, and then you would get to go into that chat room, and then you would start talking. And everybody in the chat room can do what I, talk, what I talked about before. Double-click your name, find out a little bit about you, and start talking to you. You're working in a chat room, and you can email pictures back and forth, but you can't, like, text pictures back and forth. There's no video features whatsoever. You can't put a picture in the chat room. You can use, like, colors for your text, but that's about it. And so you end up with cybersex in its original conception, which is text-based, I guess, like, sex talk. Yeah. <laughs> cybersex in online chat rooms is defined as having two forms, computer-mediated interactive masturbation in real time or computer-mediated telling of interactive sexual stories in real time with the intent of arousal. So yeah, that's from a research paper called Cyborgasms, <laughs> which is a great title. Uh, cybersex among mul amongst multiple selves and cyborgs in the narrow bandwidth space of America online chat rooms. They call it narrow bandwidth because there wasn't a lot of internet speed at the time, and so text was the way that you did this, because you couldn't be sending pictures back and forth. You have to wait like a whole entire minute for a picture to load, and like... You know, you could, you know, lose your yeah. <laughs> arousal by the time that picture shows up if you don't have anything to keep you going. It's just kind of nuts that this existed because the other part is that after you sort of learn the lay of the land and you're on AOL for a little while, you go, oh, wait, I don't have to be honest. In fact, it's probably safest for me to not be honest. And so then you make a second screen name with all made-up shit. Fun fact, <laughs> just put on. my first time on the internet, I pretended I was a Japanese businessman in my 20s. <laughs> and I was 12. Right. And that's not unusual. So you would put together like a sort of fake persona, uh, and then you would go online and, and sort of live that life that... It's not even necessarily a life that you're like, man, I wish I was a 20-year-old Asian businessman. Yes, but like, you're just like, what would, it, what would it be like to be a 20-year-old Asian businessman? Or who am I trying to attract? And would that would they be more attracted to a 20-year-old Asian businessman than a 12-year-old Puerto Rican? Yeah. <laughs> Chances are, if you're going for the right person, they're not going to be interested in a 12-year-old yeah. Puerto yeah. Rican girl because that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Except the funny part which is really ha ha funny. With them. Let me clarify. Right. <laughs> but if you were a 12-year-old Puerto Rican girl, say pretending to be a 20-year-old Asian woman, 
you're probably talking to somebody who's like a 20-year-old Asian man or something like that on the other end who could well also be like a 10-year-old Puerto Rican boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there's like a sense of security in that it's all taking place in lies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and if you really just throw all truth out the window, it's a lot less scary than it actually seemed at the time. Now... I know people who used their real names and exchanged pictures of their actual faces and all sorts of, you know, scarier shit like that. And that was not cool to me. I did not think that, that was a good idea at all. Um, in fact, you know, again, lying allows you to sort of explore what you're interested in or what you even think you might be interested in while not having it tied to your name or yeah. anything like that. So, it's kind of interesting in that respect that you can have all these fun things that you can go around, except what you start to discover if you start to look into this as a topic is that a lot of people were... So, Marissa qualified by saying, it's not like I was cybering <laughs> I was a 12-year-old girl as a 20-year-old Asian man. But a lot of people were. Um, in, a, in an article called My First Time with Cybersex on an online magazine called The Colonel, a person talks about, uh, a, quotes, a co-worker of theirs, I know everyone talks about how they did that with their friends, and LOL, it was so funny, but like I was kind of turned on by it, cybering. I feel like everyone who talks about it now is like, oh, me and my friends would do that all the time, covering up that they were probably kind of turned on too. So this particular person was aroused by text, and honestly, if you think about it, that was really all you had to go on, that and maybe a scrambled version of the Spice Channel on TV. And so, you know, you kind of work with what you got. This person says, I lied about my age, my location, and my gender. I was honest about being human, but past that, everything else was lies. So it's kind of interesting to think about it, and as it goes on to relate to Marissa's topic, the idea is that... Yeah, people were going to some extreme text lengths in order to try to convey their sexuality and things that they were interested in. But it was all, like, written out things, like, I'm touching your boob, send. Fun fact! And then somebody else would be like, I like that you're touching my boob, send. On <laughs> uh, the part of a AIM, AOL's Messenger, where you, like, randomly match with people, someone then started cybering with me when I was, like, I don't know, 15. And by started... It, I meant that they kept saying stuff, and because I'm an awkward person that doesn't want to hurt people's feelings, I would just say, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'm touching <laughs> your boob. Okay. Uh, how about this? Okay. And I wasn't even reading what they were saying. So over there, they're having a party, and I was just like, yep, 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 gotta <laughs> buy. And I can only remember, if we're being vulnerable, I can only remember one instance where, like, it was like... Uh, I was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do, like, with this feature that's there. Oh, by the way, some of this would take place in a chat room in front of other what? people. They wouldn't necessarily be, like, instant messaging back and forth. So America Online had your buddy list where you could add yeah. a buddy and have a personal discussion that nobody else was in. But you were also, like, in a chat room to make that. that connection in the first place. Whoa. And so you could be online, yeah, sort of just having a public... Uh, but again, you're just writing stuff. Anyway, I just remember like going through and writing all the things that like you you think you're supposed to write. Like, ooh, yeah, or <laughs> like, just stuff like that, right? And I remember at the end like thinking like, 
is this supposed to be doing something to me? Like, because it's not. But it seems like, and I just, like, now when I look back on it, I think that, like, the other person on the other end was, like, in the same exact boat, and they were like, I mean, I guess this is what he wants to hear, so typing it back. But, um, but yeah, it was kind of weird, and you, like, go through the motions, and you're like, well, what's this? I gotta be honest with you. I mean, they had naked ladies on the internet, you just had to wait a minute for a picture to load, so it's easier to go for that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I thought this was interesting for you, Marissa. (laughs) There's a person... (laughs) who has a master's in writing, like you and I do. And I wanted to share with you that this person hosted a talk called Online Sex Nowhere and Everywhere, Writing Place in Text-Based Cybersex. (laughs) So this is a creative writing seminar on how to build a sense of place when you're having cybersex. Oh my god, oh it's amazing! They, she talks about online eroticism. Most long-standing of these practices is text-based cybersex. Sex performed through instant messages or <laughs> chat rooms. In these exchanges, lovers act out erotic encounters entirely through language, creating impromptu pieces of erotica as they describe kisses, <laughs> moans, and, most importantly, steamy locations and backdrops to their passion. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This talk combines new media scholarship to literary... Uh. with. L- with, with literary close reading to examine how cybersex uses text itself to create erotic spaces, reintroducing the geography of fantasy. God. <laughs> Here's the kicker. If all of you are like, yeah, I was alive during that time too, Pete. I remember all of this stuff. Here's, here's the thing that you may not know. You can go out on the internet today and download America Online and go into their chat rooms, and people are still Whoa, there. Whoa, that's awesome! When I say still there, it makes it sound like they never <laughs> left. But, but like, when I read this article about how you can download the AOL desktop application, use it to connect to the internet, and open up their people connection thing, like the 90s, and that there are still people there. And, and one of the things that they're still there for is sex. It blew my mind. I was like, why aren't terrorists... <laughs> why are terrorists using Twitter instead of this? Uh, like, like, nobody's on there. Like, you could get... You could talk about whatever you want. You're on AOL desktop, for God's sake. <laughs> In case you're interested, you can go ahead and do that. I w- I'm not going to give you directions. But you can certainly go out and Google that. Um even though they discontinued AOL Instant Messenger, apparently all these apparatuses and this infrastructure this infrastructure for um, the chat rooms still exist and people are still using them. Nice. That's really cool. So, I think like if you read a piece of literature made to get you all hot and bothered, uh-huh. maybe it would work. I think so. But yeah, because romance novels would... are very popular. And the Sixty Shades of Grey yeah. and stuff. Yeah, totally. And on AOL, you wouldn't get a dick pic, like, unless you knew you were downloading a pic. And the other thing which was nice about old internet days is you would start to see, a, like, a pixelated dick. And then you yeah. could be like, nope, yeah, exactly. I want to cancel this download. Yeah. <laughs> now you just open and you're like, oh, that's yeah. a dick. Didn't want that. Yep. But other people in that article were talking about how, like, some people were like, oh, the first time I went online to cyber, I was 10 years old. And a lot of people would be like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? 10 years old? But the person's like, I didn't know anything about penises. I didn't know anything about vaginas. And this was the way that I learned all these well, things. And it wasn't like they got online and they were like, yeah, I'm rubbing your <laughs> vagina or anything like that. They were like learning about what all the parts are and what all the parts do. And I think it's kind of interesting, especially if you study the way that kids learn these days, <laughs> that, that this sort of technique 
taught people. Well, it reminds me of, like you said, a sexual awakening of, of sorts. Of that movie, Yumi and Everyone We Know, which you did not yes. like it, and I thought it was brilliant about that where part made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and a woman are cybering not Miranda July. <laughs> Wasn't it Miranda of July? No, Miranda July is not that. Not in that one. No, no, it's somebody else. Miranda July is in a okay. cat sub story. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Where this middle-aged woman is cybering with like a child, but in this really weird way because the kid doesn't know how sex is, and the kid is like, right. "Let's poop in each other's butts. I'll poop in your butt, and you'll poop back <laughs> in my butt over and over again." And the woman's just like, "Ooh," because she doesn't know she's cybering with like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't it, it sounds gross when I say it but it ended up being a, an endearing ridiculous awkward scene that was just like oh life is funny not oh my god this lady cybering with a five year old I don't know parts of it were still a little uncomfortable in that I mean, respect they ended up meeting yeah. in the movie guys see the movie it's fair. right <laughs> anyway but uh I feel like I've you got any what? other you got any other follow-up questions? Yeah, I, I about want my... to ask more questions, but I don't have them offhand. So at the end, I think let's come full circle and ask if we had any more. You got it. Okay. You got it. Because you're also going to get into some uh, difficult to understand <laughs> and not literal sex business. So mine starts with personal stories, um, which I went into this topic wanting it to be different than it was. So what I'm about to admit it's something minor, but it's very embarrassing that, like, it's not anything I did, but it was a mixed company. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of Habo Hotel or Guy Online, Pete? Oh, of course. Yeah, totally. All the time. I'm, sure. I'm like, I like have a, I have a I room in Habo okay. Hotel. I've never heard of either one of those. These are like um, open world social networking things where people have like cutesy little cartoon avatars and you can like walk through the world. Like, it's like Second Life, but... Like second, but cutesy-ish and for teenagers, not for adults. It's not. It's absolutely okay. not sexual. Like it, I think it's explicitly you will get kicked off if like you really try to do something really sexual. And I think it's just for like preteens and teenagers. But uh, adults could use it. I'm just saying like it's totally PG, clean, clean thing. But for some reason, on college breaks, at a different year, I would be friends with a different guy that liked to go on a different one of these services. The one year. I had these two guy friends, Jason and Brad, if you remember them, who liked to go and have a hotel. And, like, they always, one of them liked to pretend he was a stripper. And, again, there's no, you can't take your clothes off or anything. So to do that, he would just spend large amounts of time. He would go into a restaurant or, like, a, I don't know if they had, like, a tavern or a club. And he would stand on a table and just, like, dance. You could do a little dance. You just dance over and over again and like yeah. yell sexual things at people, but like no one liked it because like it was pointless. Anyway, the second one. This was Jason. Yeah, it was Jason. <laughs> yeah, he was disruptive. Yeah. Everybody. Um, and another time, I would play Gaia online with somebody else, and he wanted to pretend he was a prostitute in it, but again, there was nothing sexual he could do. <laughs> he would invite people into the bushes. This is disconcerting because you never know whether he's talking to another adult or child. Right. Invite people into the bushes, and then he would just press up and down, up and down repeatedly, so like duck and get back up over and over and over again while saying like weird things. And like, <laughs> this is a recurring thing, and I don't know why I would play the game with them. Do you think that Jason 
part of him wanted to explore the possibility of him being a stripper and the other being a prostitute. Long story short with these two is a lot of these role-play games don't have overtly sexual actions. But I'm sure people beyond my two friends found ways to, like, go around that. Because when you did press up and down, up and down a little bit, like, it did kind of look like possibly a sexual act. Or like a burpee. I don't know what a burpee is. Yes! Yes! This is why I'm friends with you! (laughs) It's a gym thing, and they suck. Yeah, we don't need to know what that is. Uh, So anyway, so I have... Once in a while, I remember that because I was like, "What a weird thing for me to have spent time doing with somebody, watching them pretend, watching them pretend to be a stripper for like an hour at like four a.m., or, or watching them pretend to have sex with someone <laughs> in the bushes." Like, right. So, listener, you can ask yourself this following question: Is it worse to be the guy who's hitting up and down, up and down, <laughs> or the person who's watching it <laughs> at home? <laughs> I mean, I was doing my own stuff. I wasn't specifically watching it, but anyway. <laughs> So, I had forgotten about that, and then recently, I was on the website Kotaku, and the headline was like, Brothels in Final Fantasy fourteen, And I was like, oh, my God, and I thought back about what my friends had done, and I was like, oh, my God, it was just people who just, like, have, like, make weird motions and weird emoticons to try to pretend they're having sex physically. But it's a little bit different than that. So I'm going to go into that and, like, sex in a few other games. So, in this article, the writer is talking about a seaside brothel that exists in the game Final Fantasy. Now, this Final Fantasy is an online one, where, like, you interact with other people online. It's not, like, the one that you play privately in your house. I've seen someone play it before. I I don't know. You just can walk around, and, like, the friend who had it, she had a house in it, and she has, like, a casino. I I, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) So, in this brothel, players offer erotic roleplay in exchange for in-game cash. Uh, generally, clients will stay for 30 minutes, and they will pay uh, about 100,000 gil, so that's like the in-game kind of money, 100,000 gil up front, and then they go to private rooms that usually resemble like luxury hotel rooms and have like beds and hot tubs in them. Like a boudoir. Yeah, like a boudoir. Um, so, as a quote from the article... In private rooms, cat girls sprawl out on beds with elves, humans. Excuse me. Excuse me. Cat girls. Does that mean a woman who's part cat? I think it's just women with cat ears. Or like, yeah, a woman who's cat, part cat. It's not furry though. Okay, okay. In private rooms, cat girls sprawl out on beds with elves, humans, blue-skinned giants, and other fantastical races, playing out fantasies ranging from lighter bondage fare. But not furry. Yeah. Oh, no, there might be furry, but I don't remember seeing furry. <laughs> from lighter bondage fare to all things tentacles. So when I read that, I was like, I don't get how that works. Because, like I said, I watched someone play this game, and they showed me what they could do. Like, I went into my friend's house, and I was like, oh, you have a bed, like, what do you do? And she was like, we sleep Asleep. in it. And I was like, oh, there's a hot tub. What do you do? The most boring game in the world. We sit in the hot tub. So I basically saw her character sit in a hot tub, lie in a bed stiff, and do a Power Ranger pose. And I didn't see any of her characters make any other motions whatsoever. So I was like, how is this even going to work? Does she feel more relaxed when she's sitting in the hot tub in the game? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask her. Reading on, the article says, anything is possible in text chat. Okay, so it's basically like what you did on AOL Instant Messenger in this Final Fantasy game. 
And when she says what I did, she means what I talked oh, I'm about. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, but there's an added layer, which I find absurd, that the person says anything is possible in text chat. And what can't be conveyed in words is conveyed through emotes, like hug and doze. I'm sorry. Hug, yes. I can't imagine what sexual thing you convey from doze. I don't even know what doze I is. I assume it's sleep. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I'll talk more about motions you could do at the end. So one of the courtesans in this brothel um, has, had only been in the working for the brothel in two weeks, and she had made 4.4 million gil in, uh, in client money. So you might think, like, ooh, whoa, that's a really big deal. Like, maybe that, you know, it's really hard to get that Yeah, money. what is that? Like, 20 bucks? 12. It's 12 bucks of real 12. All right. So, you know, she could pimp herself out uh, for two weeks and get... You could buy a CD again in the 90s. Or or she could have paid $12 to get that. I mean, I don't know, you know, what's more worth it to you? People at the brothel will either do erotic roleplay, so text-based cybering, or they will take all the clothes off of their avatars and program their avatars to dance on a stage for hours, and you can leave your avatar dancing while you go eat a sandwich. So basically, you can... We getting, we getting any jennies on here? We getting any genital action when we, when your person's naked? No. Or is it just In like smooth, game, smooth? No. I don't... Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. There's no like, like, like... I was going to say rampant genitals. That's not the right word. Do men have nipples? You know what? I, I don't remember. I would have to ask my friends. Uh, but yeah, so basically you can have your, your character... Can you call them now? What? <laughs> Can you call them now? This men nipple thing is very important to me. <laughs> well, I'll get it. I'll, I'll confirm that you get it back next episode. Okay. Uh, so another quote from the article says, Despite appearances, Final Fantasy XIV courtesans don't turn tricks on wordplay alone. <laughs> Never had I met an avatar as expressive as Tepe is her name. Her mastery of the game's emote system was clear. There were no noticeable pauses between her avatar's brash, confident writing and motions of... Listen to this. These are motions you can make in game. Motions of struts like a songbird, beams with delight, or does the Red Ranger pose. (laughs) So I'm sorry. So basically, in Final Fantasy XIV, people will pay in-game cash... To go in a room and have someone cyber them, text-based cyber, and then do a bunch of dumb anime poses. So if this if this really does it for me, I can spend twelve dollars and get two weeks of satisfaction. Uh, yep. Can't argue with that economy. From there, I got. I was like, all right, this is whatever. But man, are there brothels in a whole bunch of games? And then I started googling things, and then I was like, wait, what's legal to Google? I, Pokemon Go brothels. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, 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 I do this like brothels in World of Warcraft, prostitutes in World of Warcraft, sex in League of Legends, and I was like, wait, 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 I need to be more careful with what I'm googling. Anyway, now by the way, my brother listens to this podcast. If you've made it this far, which I assume you haven't, just know like I wasn't looking at pictures. <laughs> I was just, like, researching things. So, next I looked at World of Warcraft, which I thought was going to, like, have something really awesome. Like, this awesome, like, underground system. Because there's definitely no sex in World of Warcraft, but I thought, like, people would find this really cool way around it. No. All there is is, like, a tavern where people cyber. 
And, like, some people cyber in front of other people, and some people cyber privately. But, again, it's all text-based. So I'm like, ew, that's stupid and dumb. Now, obviously the most obvious one, if you know anything about these kind of games, online games, basically, uh, open-world online games, is that Second Life is a den of sex. Like, have you heard of that? No. But my only Second Life experience has been on a specific island associated with an educational institution. Okay. I joined Second Life once, not for sex stuff, but because I like open-world games, I could not figure out how to play it. But apparently Second Life has a whole bunch of sex communities in it. And in Second Life, you can actually buy genitals to attach to your avatar. And using certain scripted programs developed for the game, you can actually have, like, legit penetrative sex in the game. Uh, but that said, apparently there are rules and etiquette to the sex, and in Second Life, you cannot have sex in public, in, in quote-unquote cyber public, and public nudity is forbidden. So to have sex in Second Life, you have to go to a private area or go to a sex club where you can meet someone or hire an escort. Uh, whatever. Second Life is weird. Just go get a prostitute in real life then, if you're going like, to go. <laughs> all this, all this. I can't. I can't agree with that. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not saying get a prostitute. I'm just saying this is stupid, guys. I'm not saying get a prostitute. I'm just saying it's stupid. And I honestly didn't find that many things. I, I have one more tale. Um, there's another open world game called Skyrim, and in Skyrim, to have sex in Skyrim, you need to download mods. Um. In Sims, so, oh, I'm sorry, by the way, you can have sex in Sims so easily, it's actually an action that's in the game without a mod <laughs> to make woohoo. However, you need to have a mod to actually see them naked. Like, it's all blurred or you're under the covers. But yeah, Sims, Sims, you can have sex in the bushes without a Very mod. Tasteful. Like, it's built into the game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, to put a mod in Sims, you just drag and drop a file into your Sims um, folder. But to use a mod in Skyrim, apparently you really need to, like, make tweaks to the game and kind of, like, I don't know, if I use the wrong terminology, excuse me, but, like, kind of, like, make some tweaks to the programming to make sure that the mods work correctly and don't, like, create glitches. Uh, So if you don't do it right and take the time, uh, you'll have really terrifying glitches. Uh, Like, I saw an image of someone attempting to have sex on Skyrim and, like, pieces of body parts were missing and their bodies had fused together. And it was very terrifying. Um, But now, you can have all... This is like like when the robots started to build the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, it was... They were like, oh, that's... Yeah, it looked horrifying. (laughs) Uh, But in Skyrim, you can actually do all sorts of crazy things. Like, you could program sex acts and, like phrases like she could say like oh you wanna like i don't i try to be kind of clean on this podcast go on down to bone yeah town. you want to go on down to bone town and she would be like yes i do and then you would both take off her clothes and go to bone town however you can't or the sex acts don't include emotions don't include appropriate reactions and don't include context of course that all checks out with yeah. <laughs> so um, in the article I was reading on crack.com uh, is the quote uh, the sex is enacted by unaware par- participants as part of a fantasy of endless sexual con- conquest so clinical and detached you feel like a scientist observing a foreign species complete with statistical tracking so in this article on crack 
someone basically spent a whole weekend trying to have sex with a whole bunch of people on Skyrim. And uh, in his one tale, him and someone named Yzolda have sex in the road. He says that there's little concern from the people around them who uh, haven't been programmed to respond at all. And while they're having sex, a guard just starts chatting with the person he's having sex with, like, not even caring. Uh, in another one, I guess there's a mod where you can make someone so aroused that they suddenly take off their clothes and start masturbating by themselves. But he did this to a shopkeeper, and you can still buy things from the shopkeeper. <laughs> While they are this doing that, because again, they're not programmed to respond the correct way. Um, and in another one, they're having sex on cobblestones, uh, just directly goes to sex, no foreplay, of course, and then uh, just their clothes teleport off of them and just teleport onto them, and then like it's like you never even met. So I just thought it was funny. Like I don't know, like you know, maybe you are into like having digital sex, but in such a weird way, it just seems like it would be really jarring to me. Um, yeah. And the article on Cracked was very weird. If if you're interested in just weird stuff, it's five things I learned trying to get laid on in Skyrim. Basically, the guy kept doing the mods wrong. So in all these things I just said, the bodies were like fused or like their heads were missing. It was horrifying. And he was like committed to getting a correct mod in order to write this article. And the only mod he can get to work was a sexual act with a dog. And it ended with him going, I don't know what to think about this world where I spent all Saturday trying to get a mod to work to let me have sex with a dog in game. Also, I don't know what this world is coming to that someone spent their whole Saturday making a mod where I could have sex yeah. with a dog in game. And that's uh, evidently the easiest one to use. And then, and I don't know what this world is coming to that I get paid to write this article about how I had sex with a dog in game. <laughs> so, um, I was overall disappointed. I wanted it to be funnier. I wanted like people to go through sillier lengths to physically try and have sex. Like, the way my friends would press up, down, up, down, or, like, dance around on a table. Like, I wanted less yeah. texting, and I wanted more, like, ridiculous antics. Um, mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It was... I thought it was going to be a way more topic... way more fun topic than it was, but whatever. Right. And, like, if you built a whole game... Like, if somebody out there was like, well, this is clearly what people want, and they built a whole entire game that was for people to have sex in, and not all the other things that comes with all these other games, wouldn't be as exciting, right? No, absolutely not, yeah. So That'd be like going like to the supermarket to buy food. That's what it's there for. <laughs> it feels like that's what Second Life is, though. Second Life is big on furries and, and sex and stuff. I don't know. I'm a square. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> I, I, I... Yeah. I picked my topic before I started researching it, so I just assumed there was going to be a wealth of knowledge, but whatever. You know, like, in a few years, we'll be able to talk about people having uh, sex in VR goggles. Ugh. I hate the world. Please, do you have any plugs? I do. So, I, I inadvertently took some time off of uh, Sports Car Truths, just because I had a lot of other things going on. And, uh, yeah, so I am... I have... Uh, few of them ready to go and I'll, I'll try to keep on it more the other thing though is that sports card truths is an instagram account that i run 
uh, where I take my thoughts and attribute them to professional sports players on sports cards. Um, the problem is, I guess lately I haven't really wanted to be connected with myself enough <laughs> to find the quotes, and so so I sort of took a little bit of a break from that. But uh, know thyself, and to thine own self be true. So I'm giving it a go yet again. All right. Well, that's related to mine because after taking a break from all my creative projects, I'm going to restart my Instagram account. Not restart it. I mean, I put it away. But courtship of the near. So follow Ooh. me at courtship of the near to see my neo victorian advice tutorials and tips on life um also i'm shooting for it's not set in stone but on december 22nd i'm shooting for starting my twitch stream where i eat things on the internet there's more to it i'm gonna like do other stuff but yeah and you have a name and everything sort of set up for that. Yeah, right? what Sakura eats. I'm going to dress as Sakura right. every time. Sakura Kasigano from Street Fighter. And then I'm going to somehow transform whatever I want to eat into something video game or anime related. So I've decided that would at least make it more interesting. You're not just going to watch me eat. I'm going to somehow turn my salad into a homage to Street Fighter or my eggs into a Pokemon. So. That sounds really complicated. <laughs> I know. It's going to be horrible. Also... Well, I just want to call you, put you on blast for not responding to the guy from the Candyman being on Riverdale today. Yeah, I um, let's see, I saw that while I was on the go. Marissa is trying to get me to watch Riverdale with these juicy tidbits, <laughs> and I am just not biting. Yeah, on them. yeah, fine, fine, whatever. But Tony Todd doesn't really do it for me. Uh, he's, I find him to be what? kind of a bummer. Um, because he's in, well, I'll say it, he's in absolute garbage anymore. Fine. So Tony Todd alone doesn't really get me to the table. How about their Tales from the Dark he's Side sort of, homage? I don't, I, yeah, okay. Fine, Pete, you're dead to me. Because <laughs> this is the day that our podcast disbands because Pete doesn't care about Tony Todd and the Tales from the Dark Side homage. So that's my third plug. Yeah. Watch Riverdale, guys. It's really exciting. Call us at 570-PODWAD1. P-O-D, W-A-D, the number one. Maybe it's given too much away. Maybe it's pulling the curtain back too far. But we had 42 listens last week. So that's plenty of people to call up and submit some questions. That's okay? way more people than I would imagine listen to our podcast. Give us Ever call. since we established this phone number, we have not received a single phone call except me to call and make sure that it works. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm Bruce Vandal on Instagram also. We'll talk to you next week about something else that we have not yet determined. <laughs> Yay! Bye!